Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dog Lucy. Together we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs whose work is inspired by their dogs. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode, you'll learn about optimizing your message to get more people to your website. This blogging veteran has been at it for seven years, and now she helps brands reach their pet-loving customers with strategic content. Of course, it's all inspired by her two wiener dogs, Chester and Gretel. Let's dive in. Jessica Williams, the owner of Pet Talk Media, is a bit obsessive about online communication and social media. She uses her lifelong passion and talent for connecting with people to help pet-focused brands plan and craft content that resonates with their target customer and that inspires action. More importantly, she helps them get seen. Her passion stems from her award-winning blog called You Did What With Your Wiener? (laughs) A pet lifestyle blog focused on climbing mountains, breaking stereotypes, and living the good life with her two dachshunds. When she's not consulting or managing her professional blog, you can find her hiking, camping, or traveling with her pups and her husband. Hey, Jessica. Hello. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I feel like I have known you virtually for a while. (laughs) Um, At the Blog Pause conference last year, we were both up for Best Pet Blog Design, and you couldn't attend the conference last year, but... It was so funny when everyone was reading out the nominees and the poor guy from PetSmart had to say, you did what with your wiener? <laughs> it throws people sometimes. <laughs> I Probably men more than women. Um, it, was, it was very funny. So we were thinking of you. <laughs> so um, tell us all about, so I know that you have a blog, obviously, um, mm-hmm. but tell us a little bit more about Pet Talk Media. Um, and, and how you really were inspired to start that business. Well, I try to make the story shorter as time goes on. <laughs> um, but basically, I was in a job that I kind of enjoyed but was getting burned out and was looking for something else to distract me. And at the same time, um, WordPress was just becoming like a huge thing. Like blogs weren't even a thing back then. Uh, I mean, not, not how they are today. And... Um, I was being pressured by some outside sources to learn how to use it. And so um, after adopting my second dachshund who liked to hike, then I decided um, I was going to start a dog blog to learn how to use WordPress. So I did that for a year or so at my job, and it was a great distraction. I mean, I spent almost all of my time outside my job doing that. But through it, I discovered that... um, Math is okay, but I'm way better and way more interested in communication, just the art of it and everything and and actually connecting with people. Um, So, you know, I was trying to find a way to turn that into my job. There wasn't, um, you know, incorporate, there wasn't a a way where I was working to do that. And and, um, it's kind of cliche, my grandma unexpectedly died and I was like, what am I doing with my life? And I had to help take care of them. So I quit my job and decided to go back to school, get my master's in digital communications and used my blog experience to start Pet Talk Media. That's awesome. So how long have you been blogging for? Over seven years. So I started in November of 2010, literally the, like the day after I adopted my dog. 
That is really cool. So it's always been about your dogs. Yes. Yeah. And have you noticed, I mean, I, I've had my blog wear wag repeat for about four years, but I had other blogs before that. Um, Mm. and a lot has changed. So what, what, what do you see as kind of the biggest changes in blogging since you started? Well, I mean, I'm not trying to play. Oh, woe is me. But back when I started, like, like I said, blogs, the way they are today, weren't even a thing. It was still, you know, a real personal journal that like really your friends and family read, maybe a few other people. And, and I mean, so the people that started around the same time I did, or especially even before that we had no idea what we were doing, like WordPress was new and everything. And so we just learned as we went trial and error, things evolved as time went on. Um, We were kind of the forefront in learning what works. And now that information is everywhere on the internet. I mean, people are starting their blogs a year ago, armed with all the information that's out there, and they hit the ground running, like making money right away within the first few months, Um, you know, getting really high, I mean, traffic that took me years to get, because I had to figure out how to do it. And, And that had to coincide with more, you know, Trying is one thing, but actually having people looking for a blog or what you're writing is another thing. So that had to intersect for me at some point to get decent traffic. And and um, so now, to be honest, now it's way, way easier to break into blogging. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the biggest changes is social media. Like when I started my first blog, I think I might have had a MySpace page, but that was... <laughs> all that existed, to be honest. Um, Mm. So have you um, noticed a huge difference in blogging in relation to social media? Is that where you put a lot of effort in now? Um, Well, I mean, back when I started too, I think that um, they had just made Facebook available to people who were not college students. Mm -hmm. Um, I was on MySpace as well. Shortly before I started my blog, I think I was already on Facebook by the time I started my blog. Um, but that all happened kind of around the same time. And like I said, I had no idea what I was doing. Social media wasn't big back then, and pretty much Facebook was the only option. I, I don't even remember when Twitter came in the picture, became more popular anyway, um, you know, kind of mainstream and stuff. So in the beginning, Facebook didn't really help me much. There weren't... Um, it wasn't the quote unquote like publishing platform it is now back then it was still really like looking at, you know, your, your parents or your friends pictures and no one advertised anything there. It was Mm -hmm. really, really different place. And so for the first couple of years, it didn't really have much to do with, with my blogging except that it was done online. Um, I can't even remember when all of a sudden it became a big thing, but um, I've been building my Facebook page for a long time. Um, it's not huge, but it's got very good engagement and it's where all my docs and people hang out. So, um, now it's a, it's a really big part of my blog. Um, would you say that, um, Facebook is the biggest social network for your blog? No, Pinterest is. Well, I mean, on a normal basis, like month by month, they the kind of jockey for first position for social refers, um, but this last month I actually had a pin go viral, 
And I got over 200,000 page views in two weeks from Pinterest. Oh my gosh. So tell um, us, like, rewind, set the stage. Like, what did you, like, strategically plan this? Did you know it was going to be huge? Or or you noticed, like, went on Google Analytics and you're like, wait a second, what's happening? (laughs) What happened? Well, so, yeah, I've learned a lot through the experience um, before that with Pinterest. I believed in the power of Pinterest. Um, I mean, it really can drive a lot of traffic. A lot of like lifestyle bloggers get a lot more traffic from Pinterest than, than pet bloggers do because it's just a lot of it's the type of content that you have and what people on Pinterest want. But now that it's a visual search engine and not a social media channel, um, it's kind of people still have to be searching for it, mm-hmm. but um, it's, I guess other bloggers are rising up and being found, you know, because people are going on there to search and stuff. But I was doing all the, all the right things, you know, making um, Pinterest optimized images, you know, taller than wider, putting the text on it, making sure my URL was on there. Um, I've been going back to old blog posts that either didn't have pins or really crappy pins and, and after looking into what happened with the viral post, I realized that last year um, I went into one that was a very popular post on my blog, but didn't have a pinnable image. The images kind of sucked. And so um, I redid the whole blog post. I mean, I didn't rewrite it, but, you know, spiffed it up. Mm-hmm. And and around the same time, or maybe a little after, I decided um, I got on Tailwind mm-hmm. so that I could schedule, you know, um, repin pictures and schedule stuff. And so the pin that went viral was that one that I had redone with a pinnable image. Um, and I think from what I can tell, it was something because it was a uh, related to um, pet dental health month, which mm-hmm. is February. And as far as I can tell, I had used tailwind to repin that to a board. And I mean, the article itself has been on Pinterest for a couple of years. Um, I, you know, pinned the first real bona fide pinnable image last February. It looks like I repinned it recently and it went nuts. So that's so interesting. So the, it was a blog post about pet dental health awareness month, but it was from a few years ago. The post is a few years old. Um, I redid it last year, kind of improved for SEO and improved yeah. the pictures. That's so interesting. So I wonder if like, because I, I think that I, I've heard, and I'm not an SEO expert, but I have heard that, um, you know, age of content is valuable to Google. Mm-hmm. You know, they think you're more reputable if you've been around longer. So, like, I wonder if that was a variable that came into play. It's like, it's so hard to figure out how things go viral. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, in the past especially, the the really Google and Pinterest, even though you know, they're both a type of search engine, don't really communicate with each other as far as I could tell. Like, just because your post does really well on Google search doesn't mean that it gets more clout on Pinterest. Um, but what is true is that popular content is popular content. So um, if it's a post that's getting a lot of attention via Google search, um it has the potential to get a lot of attention via Pinterest search. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's the conclusion I really drew. I don't think they communicate with each other. Yeah. So I don't right. know how much like social proof 
right. um, has to do with success on Pinterest. Yeah, that's I so just, interesting though. I did um, – I, I go in and out of phases of like trying to up my Pinterest game <laughs> because mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes you like put in a lot of effort and don't necessarily see the reward for it. So it kind of goes yeah. in phases for me. Um, but a, a, a year or more ago, I was researching to see what pins of mine were getting the most repins. And a lot of them were pins that were not – my photos. Like I wasn't just looking at pins from my website. Mm. I was looking at oh yeah, all pins on my account. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were just like cute but low quality images of puppies and chocolate labs mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. And I was like, well, I have a million like not great photos of puppies. <laughs> <laughs> so based on that, I was like, you know, I'm just going to give the people what they want. And I wrote a blog post that was titled 21 Adorable Chocolate Lab Puppies. And they were all Lucy, you know, but it was 21 photos. (laughs) Right. And um, it still to this day continues to be one of my most pinned photos. So like, I think if you if you dive into the data, um, Mm -hmm. it's interesting. So have you um, thought about doing more dental health awareness posts since this one exploded? Oh, that post is the bane of my existence. (laughs) It's great because it brings a lot of traffic to my blog. Um, But the danger with, I mean, mean, yes, the formula, that is correct. That Mm -hmm. you look at what's doing good on your blog and you write more of that. Except in my case, (laughs) because that's not what my blog is about. Right. I mean, my blog is first and foremost about being active with your small dogs. Secondly, because I am a dachshund owner, um, it's about dachshunds in general, um, in the slow, when we can't do get out for as many adventures, I write about health topics that some of them aren't specific to dachshunds, but like small dogs have dental problems. And, and I write a lot of posts that have to do with what, um, where we're at at the moment, what I'm doing with my dogs. I mean, it is still, I try and turn it into a, a useful post for people. Um, but it is still kind of, in line with where we're at in time and what we're doing. And, and this post was, um, I had just gotten their teeth cleaned. And so I wrote a post about that. So anyway, it's popular on my blog. Um, the, the formula says that I should write more of those to get more traffic, except that's what I don't want my blog. I don't want my blog to be known for that. Right. Like I don't want to be a dental health blog. A dog dental blog. Yeah. I don't even really want to be known for pet health. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be known for being active and traveling and, you know, camping and hiking and doing those things. So I'm happy that I'm getting the traffic. I do still promote that blog post um, when appropriate. I m- might write some more that are on that topic, but no, I'm not focusing on it. Right. So it's a little double-edged sword, sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Because the, the, the posts that are most popular on your blog in Google's eyes helps Google determine what your blog is about. So I don't want to confuse them. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, obviously you know what you're doing. And so based on all this blog experience and everything that you've learned and all of this stuff, you started Pet Talk Media. Mm. So um, why why exactly did you decide to start Pet Talk Media and, and what kind of customers um, were you hoping to reach with that business? Um, so... Given the name, like, I kind of came up with, I'm pet focused. That's who I help as a consultant, just pet companies. Um, Or outdoor brands who have either um, are solely focused on a product for pets or who want to kind of remarket 
a product that they have for pet owners. So I re- I'm an avid, you know, like fanatic, whatever pet parent myself. I've been talking with other fanatic pet parents for seven years. Like I get it. I get what's, you know, what's in their head and how to talk to them. And, and um, so I really wanted to help a pet related companies do, you know, do the same, it kind of improve um, their communications and, and specifically what I help with is kind of their, their strategy, but as it relates to social media blogging and then traditional social media channels. Um, so I'll help them come up with a strategy for content, basically it's content strategy. So um, I try and I don't like to use a lot of fancy words when I'm describing stuff. So, um, you know, I help them decide what they're going to write about, you know, who they're talking to and then come up with a plan with the amount of time that they have. So a lot of the companies that I work with are, are um, kind of range from they've been bootstrapping for a long time and all of a sudden realize they need help to they're getting some decent success, but they're still they're not corporate. They're still like medium, medium sized businesses and help them determine like what they can do with the amount of time they have and how they can be most effective with that. I mean, like you said in the beginning, my main goal is through content to get traffic to people's websites. Mm -hmm. So optimizing blog posts, how to share them, you know, um, SEO best practices. I'm huge on Pinterest. I mean, other social media is nice for um, building communities. And sometimes like with Facebook, some traffic will come back. But I mean, the biggest eyeballs out there live on Pinterest and Google search. Okay. So if someone is listening to this and they, I mean, everyone wants more traffic to their website that, um, <laughs> you know, and when I talk to people, that is also like a number one thing that most people want. Um, so they should focus on Pinterest and blog posts. Is that what you said? First, they should focus on content, but mm-hmm. um, I have a new website coming out, and I'm pretty proud of the like opening kind of. It's not really tagline, but um, it says if content is published and no one reads it, does it exist? And it's kind of a, a play on the tree falling in the forest. And I 100% believe in that. You have to have good quality content, but without people seeing it, you're just wasting your time. So um, for me, it's about making that great content but more so about getting it seen. How do you get it seen? And and that ranges everything from optimizing the blog post to SEO. And I consider Pinterest mm-hmm. a search engine. So, Part of that strategy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think the primary focus for me is on Google and Pinterest. Cool. So when you say optimizing a blog post, I know like – People probably have heard that, like optimizing, right? But they may be confused about what exactly that entails. So, like, what mm-hmm. are some optimization things that you do to every blog post or to most blog posts for for clients or for yourself to kind of get eyeballs? Well, the number one thing is um, to make it useful. It has to be useful for people. Mm-hmm. the The purpose, really, if you're trying to get traffic, not just you know keeping a journal. Um, is having, um, you want to provide people value. So you have to know, to provide them value, you have to know what question they're asking and what question you're answering. And once you know that, it's pretty easy to write a blog post. I still like to incorporate our personal stories, but whereas in the beginning, my 
articles used to be just all our personal story, like a journal. Now that's what I use as the lead-in, is a short personal story about something we've done or are doing. And then the rest is about providing value. So an example is um, we won't go for a snowshoe trip and the dogs are cold, but the, you know they were wearing a jacket and that worked well. So then maybe the blog post is going to be, does my small dog need to wear a jacket in the snow? So, so anyway, once you have that down, um, that's really focuses what you're writing in the article. So optimizing it is um, making it readable. So short, you know, I got lots of A's in English. I, I was all over like the paragraph and the structure and stuff. Nowadays, that's really, I don't know if I could go back and do that because it's so far out the window now. I mean, your paragraph should be one to three sentences. On your mm -hmm. computer screen, that might look, you know, really short. But when that's on a mobile screen made smaller, that's a huge block of text. So, mm -hmm. so you want to format them properly, use proper headers, the H1, H, H2 tags, things like that. Make it scannable for people because the truth is they're not going to read it. And if they, I mean, most people don't read all of it. If they see a huge block of text and no headers, they're probably not going to read it at all. Um, so you knowing they're going to scan it, you want to make it scannable so they at least get value out of it. Um, optimize for SEO. Make sure you know your images are are quality. Um, always include a, an image where the people can pin to Pinterest and you can pin yourself. Um, I mean, that's that's really the formatting and SEO is the most important thing. Are the most important things, yeah. And I love um, your suggestion of kind of asking people or, or thinking about what question are your followers or potential viewers <laughs> asking. Um, yeah. That helps you kind of reframe it and, and thinking about like if someone to type into, into Google like, should my small dog wear a coat? Um, and then hopefully your post would come up instead of searching yeah. like, um, you know, hiking with dogs or, you know, f fashionable, cute coats for my chihuahua. Like, you know, it might not come up. But if someone really is interested in that topic, um, mm -hmm. you've gotten really specific. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah you really have to nowadays. You really, I mean... It's the way I think of it is when you're starting a business and people talk about finding your niche, the biggest fear is that, well, if I narrow it down too much, no one's going to find my stuff. And there is some truth in that, but I am a huge proponent of the saying, if you're trying to talk to everyone, you're talking to no one. So, so really where it's at today is writing blog posts that answer specific questions. And that's where SEO comes in because what you're trying to find is what specific question is narrow enough to find exactly the right people, but not so narrow that nobody's looking for it. I mean, that's SEO in a nutshell. So <laughs> as far as key, key, key words, key phrases and stuff. Yeah. All right. So if you're listening to this, if you take anything away, it's that. <laughs> Get specific, answer a very specific question. <laughs> So, Hey there, sorry to interrupt, but I'd love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in and share it to your Instagram stories. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the interview. Question. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, let's talk about really the most fun thing in all of our lives, which is our dogs, of course. So <laughs> right. um, tell us about your dogs, 
you know, what their personalities are like and how they inspire <laughs> your life? Well, so my first dachshund I actually inherited from a roommate, but she got him when he was a puppy. And so I've had him since he was a puppy. Um, and he is, uh, he's old now. He's 15, we turned 15 at the end of September. And he's, up until he was 10 or so, he was hiking. I mean, he hiked his whole life and stuff. He was still hiking, having a great time. He has been, he's showing his age mm -hmm. anyway. He, um, I'll grab him really quick. He's sleeping, but he won't mind. <laughs> so this is Chester. Chester. Yeah, Chester. Hey, Chester. <laughs> He's a, he, he wears, you can kind of see right now, he wears belly bands. He has to wear diapers now and stuff. But he, um, he's my rock. He's my old man. He, he's got, see this look on his face? This is how he always looks. We <laughs> joke and call him like Zoolander because he's got one look. He does it well, but he's only got one. So he's um, stubborn. Most dachshunds are very stubborn. He's he's really stubborn. He's got a one-track mind, and he does what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Um, I mean, he's a good he's a good dog. He tries to be a good dog. He's always getting in trouble though. But I love him. So anyway, he was eight when I adopted my second dachshund, Gretel, and that's really how my I mean, he's been hiking with me my whole life. But he was the only dachshund I was really exposed to. And I didn't know, I just didn't know any better. I wanted a dog. I wanted a Rhodesian Ridgeback. And um, we got a pretty different dog than a Rhodesian Ridgeback. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I ended up with. So I, I wanted a dog to like hike with me and run with me and do things with me. And honestly, I didn't know small dogs weren't supposed to do that kind of thing mm -hmm. um as luck has it dachshunds are very good at those kind of things they were bred for hunting and covering a lot of ground um so he's been great but anyway i got I'll grab gretel too um i don't like to play favorites people always ask me who i like better um here look in the cat no she's like no if you're listening to the podcast audio only um there's also a visual version of this on youtube if you look up my youtube channel and you can see gretel and Chester. <laughs> the personalities are very different. Chester is, oh, she's going to kiss me all over. Um, <laughs> Chester is one track minded. He's very independent. He, I mean, he likes attention. He likes to be pet. I think he was kind of happy when we got Gretel because we stopped harassing him all the time because he just wants to do his own thing. But yeah. anyway, so I got Gretel and she was, um, she was a victim of a, of a dog flipper. And a lot of people don't know what that is, but, um, what is a dog flipper? It, it, can, it can mean different things. And most of the time it means that someone, uh, a person gets a dog somewhere, a lot of times steals them, and then turns around and sells them to somebody else for profit under false pretenses. So um, in her case, I don't know where she came from. I don't know. I don't think the lady stole her. She was getting, she got caught by the local police, but she was, um, that's why I know the story, but mm -hmm. the lady was getting dogs free or cheap off of Craigslist and then um, falsifying vet papers, signing, forging signatures, saying that they, you know, were fixed and healthy and had shots and all the things. And um, anyway, she she got sold to a couple that eventually surrendered her to a rescue because she was super, super anxious. She was on Prozac when I got her. So anyway, I was, the rescue, was, I was, I saw her online one day at work. I was 
goofing off, <laughs> surfing pet finder. And the moment I saw her eyes, I texted my husband. And I said, we, ha- I have to have her. Yeah. Like she, so anyway, the rescue picked me, but then I got cold feet because I knew that, you know, she had a lot, of, uh, you know, a lot of anxiety and it's a lot big responsibility. And anyway, again, I'm trying to make this story short, but I have a gift of gab, I guess. So <laughs> but, well, we, there's um, no time limit to talking about dogs. <laughs> <laughs> But um, anyway, she so she came. She did come. I did. I did decide to get her. She came to us, and one of the big fears was that she wasn't going to want to ride in a car or hike or anything. And so, literally the day after we adopted her, we went for a hike, and it was end of November. So around here, it was snow wasn't quite here yet in lower elevations. But anyway, we hiked uphill like four miles half of it in the snow and it sounds like cliche, but not kidding. (laughs) And she loved it. And right then I said to my husband, like, I'd like to say that a ton of thought went into my blog name, but, but right then I said to my husband, I said, you know, I think I'm going to start a blog to learn how to use WordPress. I'm going to start a blog about hiking with the dogs and I'm going to call it, you did what with your wiener. (laughs) And that was it like in seconds. Um, because we'd always told our friends about things we did with Chester, the camping and hiking, and everyone says, what? You took your dogs and where? Like, they like that? Or we'd be at the top of a mountain, we'd hiked up, and people would say, oh, so cute, you carried your dog up here. And it's like, no. <laughs> he hiked. made it the whole way on his own. So anyway, it was then I had two. So I guess you could say that she was the inspiration for my blog and what started this whole life transformation for me, although in truth, there was a lot of steps leading up to it, but she was what, um, what prompted me to start my blog and, you know, to finally do it. And it's because of starting the blog that I am where I am today. That's so awesome. And it all pretty much thanks to your dogs. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's so awesome. So tell everyone, um, now that they are so interested in seeing what you did with your wiener, um, where they can find you online. So my business website is pettalkmedia.com. And my blog is, again, all one word, you did what with your wiener. And it doesn't really matter if you spell it W-E-I-N-E-R, which is the not the proper German spelling. And that's how I initially spelled it. Um, because if you search wiener dog online, you're going to come up with articles about dachshunds, no matter which way you spell it. So I just, I didn't. No, and I just picked one. I hate to admit that, but started getting a lot of questions. So I've since changed. I've got the other URL URL of the proper spelling, which is W I E N E R. Oh. Um, so they both point to the same thing. And even if you just go to Google and say, I'm not sure where my wiener is or something like that, <laughs> it'll probably come up. <laughs> or especially if you just type in no matter how you spell it even if you you know, spell it w-e-e-n-e-r like wiener dachshund yeah where or something like that it'll probably come up but anyway um that's Make sure my your blog. safe search is turned on or something <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah there, i mean i do i'm not going to change the name it, no it's great. i think but, it's but hilarious it is, i understand like some people can't look at it at work I mean, obviously, it's just dachshunds, but but um, the job I used to work at, they log every URL you visit, and and they don't initially look at what the content of the web page is. So that could be some red flags and maybe get you in trouble <laughs> on lunch break. So so I get it. I think it would but, be worth it, though. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for talking with us. And um, I hope everyone checks out all of your stuff. And um, I will hopefully see you at Blog Pause soon. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes for this episode at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, Lucy and I will see you around the dog park.